What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, DC, host of the What The Shit Podcast. I want to thank y'all for listening. If you could, go to the Facebook page, What The Stuff Podcast. Become a member of the crew. Also, you can hit us up on Instagram, What The Shit underscore podcast. Catch us on iHeart and everywhere else. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. What's going on, people? I know. This time it was not Chris. And the thing is, I am distracted because I'm looking at Giancarlo Esposito on The Mandalorian. This man is an amazing actor. I'm sorry. The man plays his I ass off. not where I thought you was going with that, but all right. First of all, I don't even know what the fuck he said and who the fuck that is, so carry You should up. be ashamed of your damn self. <laughs> Come on, You don't Chris. know who Giancarlo Esposito is. Breaking Bad. Do the right probably thing. not by his name. Yeah, see that. Yeah, that's what you slip. Yeah, <laughs> probably by his face. What's his character on Breaking Bad? Uh, Gus Fring. Oh, I know Gus. Okay. Now she knows Gus. I didn't know that was the nigga name. That's oh, fine. that man acts his ass off. If you want, if Uncle you want Daddy a... from Claws. Yes. Yeah. If you want a villain. Okay. That man can play a villain. I see. I don't know his name. I'm, oh, I'm a, I, I, I'm a nigga, nigga. I know you by your character before I know you by your government. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, see scuffed my, you scuffed up my jar, my Jordans. Yo, thing. <laughs> you see how I went straight to Uncle Daddy from Claws? Like I right. know, I know the nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. 
Hey yeah, DC, right. welcome right. to What the Shit Podcast. <laughs> Anything is possible. Uh, as you see, as you see, it's it's Wednesday. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for What the Shit. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, Apple's Radio. If you're hearing us, what's up? What's um, up? Before I get to, because I got some breaking news. But before I get to that, uh, how was y'all day? My day was actually fucking awesome. Like. No lie, I know you guys been doing it, but I was too fucking geek this morning that my old New York, straight out of Brooklyn, face ass was on somebody internet radio this morning, okay? Like, that shit was, like, crazy, and I mean... I already knew what it sounded like, but to sit there and listen to it, I'm like, yeah, I really was over here like, yeah. Like I said, the whole time I recorded it, I said, yeah, this is going to be a bunch of rambling because I don't know what the fuck going on. I ain't prepared myself. I ain't did nothing. I'm just here. And talking to myself is not the move. So, yeah, but that inspired me, yo. That inspired me to record my next episode and then figure out the next. So I'm going to just tell you now, the first two episodes is by myself. Y'all niggas will be helping me on the other ones got you yes. uh but you know congratulations well, um well. it's always that that first time of hearing yourself on something different is always special especially something like you know opera's radio being on the internet um Thanks. it's not just an internet radio station like i said it's also a motherfucking podcast network y'all just don't know yet just don't it's know growing it. um just chris how was your day What's up, Alora? Man, hey. you know, it feels good knowing that there's a team standing behind all of us. Right. You know, on this internet radio station thing. And 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 it's dope because, you know, I listened to I listened to Savages this morning. I was listening to Draymo Draymo's a little little while ago. You know, it's dope. It, it really is. You know, when you're like, that just mean we doing something out here. You know, we just not this ain't a hobby for us. This is this is our livelihood. Like we we out here trying to make things happen and change lives and open minds and talk shit. Facts. All in that same ball. Funny you should say that, Chris. Um serendipitous, maybe. Well, here's my breaking news. Um I was approached to do something, and of course I said yes. So you're now looking at the new COO of Oplus Radio. Oh, um, shit. Sorry. Drop a couple bombs on that one, nigga. Um, you think it's a game? Get fired on these bitches one time. Yo! So, that's, 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 I was going to talk, and I'm glad I didn't text you. I was gonna... <laughs> that's it right there, my boy. That's what, um, that's what the chat was. That's what it was. So, Amron hit me up. And um well, hold on for, for the dumbasses, tell them what COO means. <laughs> oh, chief, chief operating officer. There you um, go. Thank you. <laughs> Cause these niggas like yeah. Hey Chris, that's that's pretty much how I look at it. I'm the triple H. Now you know what niggas said? Cool. Cause you know niggas like cool without the L. Cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's all, it's all capital. So <laughs> I was approached and asked to do it. Um, and of course I couldn't say no because anybody who knows me. I love Opulence Radio, so to be a part of it, to be of course. Um, able to um, have input in it, um, like of major course. input, and be able to talent scout and get other podcasters an opportunity to be heard on Opulence Radio was something that I couldn't pass up. 
Also, I'm a broke ass nigga, so getting money hurts. Check is involved. I'm yeah, so <laughs> money wasn't the, the money wasn't the motivation, but it didn't it hurt. Uh, right, of course. <laughs> but just to be able to, like I said, be a part of it. Um now on the inside, um being able to bring new talent to the forefront um of Albums Radio and help build, like I said, not a internet. Uh, radio station, but a, a network that will um, give us two years and we'll be rivaling Black Effect or, you know, Revel and all those other, you know, stations that have oh, a lot I, of talent. I very much believe that, 100%. So, uh, if y'all thought I was going hard for Albums Radio before, it's over with, huh? Now you ain't going to be able to sleep without seeing this shit. <laughs> I'm going to be in your motherfucking ears and on your motherfucking mind and in your motherfucking eyes. Um, Damn, that's a lot. But I've been holding, I've been holding this information since like what Monday or Tuesday, and I've been trying to. I was gonna drop a post, but I was like, no, I'm a, I'm a wait because I. This was the better way. Yeah, I technically ain't signed the contract yet, but it's official. You already but, know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, Why wait when you know? It's, it was it's huge for me, um, because not only is it something I can add to. You know what I've already been doing, and I feel like all my hard work has been being acknowledged, For and it's sure. dope as fuck to know that somebody believes in me enough to bring me into the fold of what they got going on to help take it to another level. So, as hard as I go for what the shit and everybody else, I'm definitely going hard for Avalon's Radio. So, yeah, I think, we, I think we all should because on some real shit, like shout out to Amron. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's she been, she been backing the hell out of because us. Because out of our mm-hmm. little group, our little friend group, I didn't even know all them niggas was popping out the way they popped out. Oh, yeah. I didn't even yeah. know that for sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I knew Raw, and then uh, Draymond popped out. I said, what the fuck? And then Flair popped, when Flair yes. popped up, I was like, oh, shit. It's like the way the shit just, like the domino effect of it is there's, there's more. There's more coming. Oh, I heard. I heard. I heard. I heard. I said, oh, it's about to be a fucking yeah, there's, there's gonna be something. I, I literally say, yeah, we about to lock this shit in. I, this- I, <laughs> I, I, I heard actually today, but also shout out to Emron because none of y'all niggas give me my flowers. You know what I'm saying? And she Ooh. be she be giving me my flowers. Fuck y'all niggas. Oh Emron. hell no. Emron. Because if I didn't think it was as dope as you was, I wouldn't ask you to be on the show. I'm fucking with y'all. Shut up. You know I gotta give y'all that. But shit. first of all, DC, you feeling too sexy for me today. You ain't got no <laughs> You got on a fucking fitted yeah. cap. Like I'm I'm I knew something wait, was oh, up. Wait. Yeah. No Fitty I knew something was up, and he come with this. I'm the COO. I knew it was something. I knew. I knew, nigga. Hey, I was gonna throw on a. I was gonna throw on a blazer, but that was gonna give too much. Throw a button up and blazer. I was gonna throw up a button up and blazer. I ain't gonna lie. That was giving too much. Yeah, like like I said, it's the triple you triple it's the triple H effect. You know, triple H stepped down from wrestling, cut off the hair, went bald, mm-hmm. put on the suit. Now he I didn't like that running. triple H. <laughs> you didn't like that triple H. No. <laughs> uh, needless to say, like I said, it was it, it it felt huge for me. Um 
I only told like two other people when it happened because I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to, I, I put it in the group chat with the people because, you know, I, I could trust them with information. Um, nothing, Fuck that you know, group chat too. Girl, Jesus. Way, left. Yes. Uh, it was, down. it was, it's Smash's fault. Damn it. Yeah, I, I fucking hate it. I'm glad I'm no longer a part of that shit. But, I but, will find out last. <laughs> I actually thought about that earlier too. I was like, wait. I don't think Savage in the group no more. Nah, nah, I had to put. I had to mute it. I'm for like over yes. a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a, shit, two weeks damn there. Almost two weeks. I, yeah, since I, you yeah. left for Georgia. Yeah, yeah but, I, I've um, been hopping in, in and out my damn self. I'm like, yo, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's, 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 it's got no lives. Yeah, I talk too much. This shit is crazy. Yeah, I, I be in my office sometimes. Like, man, I, I want to talk, but then I be like, man, if I get started, this shit just gonna go. Never gonna end, nigga. It's like niggas don't work. Niggas don't work for real. They lying. They say they got jobs. They there's no fucking way you got a job and you're on that shit. Shout out like to Johnny that. who takes forty two naps. She's a sixty two year old name. Of <laughs> she takes more naps than the niggas who go to work. Like, <laughs> but um, nah. Like like I said, it it was it's huge. It, it means a lot to some people. You know, it's oh, just like sure. oh, it's a it's a small internet thing and whatever and this and that. Let them everything 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 starts out somewhere. You know what I mean? Google wasn't the biggest thing ever when it started out. Um, started out in the garage. Can I be me real quick? Everything mm-hmm. starts small, but some of y'all still small. Stop playing. I mean, she ain't lying, though. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't Surprise, lying. motherfucker. But uh, <laughs> I mean, the, fact, the facts but, are there. But like I, I mean, said, <laughs> need to say, I want to thank Amron for, um, like I said, believing in me enough to, like I said, bring me on and Trust me with the vision of and help carrying and um, bringing more. Like I said, my my main focus is bringing more dope content, bringing more dope podcasters to 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 the label, and making sure that everybody gets they just do, man. Because it's a lot of dope. Oh wait, we there. a label now? Oh shit! Now I gotta put that. I'm on the label. <laughs> You know, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm on the fucking label, bitch. <laughs> but it, it, like I said, it's a dope thing, and it was it's a, a opportunity I couldn't say no to. I mean, how can I? Um, Amron has believed in the show since day one of bringing me on Apple Radio, bringing us on Apple Radio. Um, I ain't gonna say we was one of the, the founding shows of the Apple Radio, but we was right there was when it the got ground. started, man. You ground know? level. So, that's what's up. Um, it's been a long time coming. She said it herself. She's like, I wanted to do this like six months ago, but it's a lot going on, so I can understand the timing is everything. But with that being said, like I said, um, I'm honored. I'm happy. I'm not gonna change too much. Um, the hoodies might go away. You might see a little more oh, of Triple H with, with a little both, oh, little shit. suit game popping, a little more it's gonna, corporate. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the t-shirts that look like a suit. This, if it's I come the, on this screen, the t-shirt, and you the, the t-shirt with the tie. Suit, no, it's not gonna be a the t-shirt soup, with the clip on. You got on the soup. I'm gonna cut your ass out. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, um, I'm not gonna try to change too much. I've been, like I said, trying to um, one come to terms with it because, like I said, it's it's huge. It ain't nothing to sneeze at. You know what I mean? It's a it's a huge opportunity, a uh, huge honor. But uh, enough about me. We have now, DC. A, hold on. You be more shocked than the bitches. When Maury said, you are not the father, you be more shocked than them bitches. 
I do, cause you know I only been doing this for you, yeah. Because, cause no one still knows how fast those camera people can run. <laughs> I swear to God, they are still track stars. When they <laughs> hired them, they asked them if they could run a hundred meter dash. Collegiate level, pretty much, <laughs> like, damn um, near Olympic. So, with that, like yeah. I said, with that being said, um, the opportunity is immense. I'm going to relish it. I can't wait to really um, dive into the job and really just. Um, like I said, continue to bring y'all dope content. There's a lot of, a lot of things on the horizon for uh, Opposite Radio and and the people that's a part of it. Um, I don't know how much I can say, but there's something about a content house going on next year. Uh, but you didn't hear that from me. Uh, <laughs> hey yo, I'm not participating. <laughs> you niggas is wild. But you didn't nah. hear that from me. So, like I said, without further ado. Um, we got a dope guest tonight, and I, I want to be able to give him his time. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear everybody. Okay. Um, I don't want to jump into your story, but your story is one that when I seen it, I was like, damn, people definitely got to see this um <laughs> nothing short of a miracle um so one three star you were a collegiate athlete three different sports um now you're an author entrepreneur a self-published author like you have a lot of titles brother uh life coach yeah life coach yeah. motivational you, speaker let's keep going like, <laughs> you do a lot but um this glass ceiling there, is broken. Yeah. Um, but there was almost a point where you weren't weren't almost with us. So let's jump into first, you know, what it is that you do. But then you I definitely want you to tell the people, you know, your story. So I just talk about what I do right now. Yeah. All right. You right do a now. lot. I know I know we got time. Yeah. <laughs> work regularly is like working with the kids in like through a subcontractor where I'm in the classroom either with teachers as a teacher assistant or the kids with special needs when I show up in the school buildings there is no introduction the kids just gravitate towards me naturally respectfully and I know their families and a bunch of other things and I used to work in the after school sports program for football basketball track and field and sometimes wrestling just more helping out with the events but then last year, I officially retired because I felt like it was time for me to do something new. You know, I did it for several years while going to college, and it was time to move forward, you know, eventually. And then, of course, I'm, uh, I started my own business, LLC, Ethan, a poetic LLC, where it involves life coaching, me being a self-published author, keynote speaker, Poetry workshops, entrepreneur, sometimes a health advocate. And then as of November 2022, I became a self-published author through Ingram Spark. Okay. I, I swear I bring <clears throat> guests on here and they do two more like wait. Every time I bring somebody on, I think <laughs> I'm doing something. <laughs> look, look, look. DC about to revert back to the hood. He seems like yeah, she about to bust. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, I felt some type of way. But uh, the hoodie gotta come back. <laughs> also, want to mention that you're a mental health advocate, which is huge. 
Um, yeah, like, for example, you know, I'm not going to say everything, just y'all just say, you know, the type of car accident I suffer from, most people are, you know, still addicted to, addicted to the drugs since we're, like, experiencing still an opioid addiction. I don't have that addiction. So I went from a Christmas list full of medicines to none. Wow. Talk so, about it. Let's get into that because you were in a a terrible car accident. Um, what I don't I don't know how much you you want to kind of relive or talk about. I could um, go all in. Oh, okay. Hey, man, because you know some let's people go. you know some people only <laughs> want to touch the surface and be like, "Yeah, I was in a car accident," and leave it at that. You know, but um, every story I feel like needs to be heard, and yours is no exception. Um, so, what exactly happened? I was helping out this nonprofit organization called, it was, at the time it was called Children's of a Chance Foundation, but they rebranded to Atalo. And the CEO was Jordan Steffi. He graduated from Conestoga Valley High School, Maryland University, where he was a quarterback, and Columbia University for his MBA. And the goal was to raise funding by selling Deuce brand watches for the inner city youth and use the funding for his program. We was at this golf place. There was two different shifts for breakfast and lunch. We exceeded expectations. Everything was good. We took our pictures. A speech was given. Everybody leaves. Uh, what ended up happening was, in my situation, is I, I tell people all the time, like, the last time I remember seeing before a car accident is passing the shopping centers on Route 30 in Lancaster, PA, and this gas station that was there. The car accident took place in Paradise, Pennsylvania, where my driver ran into an 18-wheeler on the opposite road. Shit. Yeah, it backed up traffic for both ways, east and west, for at least five miles. And I don't remember the car. It's like, it's like a situation where I'm there when it happens, but I don't remember anything. Right. It's probably because of the injuries I'm about to go into pretty soon. When that car accident happened, it made headlines. News, radio, some podcast back in the day. And it was real horrific. Unfortunately, you know, two people passed away. Uh, a child did. Mm. And the driver did. My aunt was the passenger. She suffered broken bones in her leg. My cousin on the other far end... He didn't get no injuries, but he witnessed what happened. As for me, I was behind the driver, and I ended up becoming a mathematical equation. 99% chance of death versus 1% chance of life. Mm. Like, can you imagine, like, the police directing traffic while putting up the yellow tape? Can you imagine the fire department cutting the car in half with the jaws of life? Mm. And can you imagine the uh, ambulance people taking my pulse to see if I'm still alive? Because the injuries I suffered was the car, the seatbelt ended up cutting my, if I see it, fractured my aorta, and then it cut into my aorta. So I should have died within three to five minutes. Yeah, that's a lot of blood loss. Yeah. Sure. But it just didn't happen. And the uh, nearest hospital is like 30 minutes away. Damn. Shit. <laughs> yeah, so that happened, and you know, my injuries that took place was the aorta 
So let's see, torn aorta, fractured collarbone, left black eye. Then there was a concussion. My wrist got hurt. Lost over 60 pounds. Mm. And, you know, when I got to the hospital, you know, it was like, I'm just using my imagination based on what people told me. It was like I wasn't going to make it, but they still wanted to do the high-risk surgery anyway. Mm. And this doctor got called. He had to stop what he had to do. And they got the work on the surgery. And there's a lot of people waiting inside the visiting room. It became overcrowded. It, it was so packed that, you know, there's people standing in the hallway. Damn. And beyond. <laughs> While the surgery was going on, you know, it was like, a, it's like, a, it's like watching the show ER, where it's like beep. That, that sound going off, you know, just using my imagination. And then, you know, people checking the pulse, doing what they could do. And eventually, you know, the surgery happened. It got completed. But they thought I died on the table. Oh, wow. They thought I died on the table because normally when someone has that high-risk surgery, they wake up. Like like a like a blink of an eye, I didn't do that. Mm. And the one woman was crying at the end of her shift, like, "Wow!" So they allowed me to, like be on that morphine medicine for days at a time. And then one day, one day I woke up on cloud nine. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like when I woke up, like I don't know what's going on. Cause I'm not in my conscious, I'm in the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And that same woman who cried, same woman who looked at me like, well, "Wow!" And then she cried tears of joy, cause it gave her closure in the sense that she didn't lose a patient on the operating mm-hmm. table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I finally did wake up in a, a normal state where it wasn't as much drugs in me, I woke up in the IC unit with two IVs in my veins. I got this thing on my finger. Oh, I got a catheter. But no one was trying to tell me what happened for the first two or three days. And when they did tell me, I was just shocked. Like, wow. How could this be? At first, I thought I was the only person who wanted a crash. And it turns out everyone who was in the car with me experienced it. God, that's a, that's a ripper. So... Cause man, I, like just because you don't, I don't know too many people who, you know, kind of survived something like that, or you know, uh, I don't want to say it was on the other side for a while, but as you were out, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, did you feel, you know, kind of any different while you were on the table, or it just was kind of a nothingness, if that makes sense? You talk about on the operating table. Yes. Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember <laughs> anything. I think it's because of that concussion. It's yeah, it's, it's almost like the, it's it's almost like the concussion was the blessing to not know how much trauma you went through that your body was going through. Yeah, definitely. It was like it was. It, but the fact in the fact that you came out of it like because. The fact that you had your aorta cut and you were yeah. bleeding out, 
You know, that's not something a lot of people survive. It's, you know, that's a major artery. I mean, we all took health. We know that that is one of the things that carries a lot of blood. So the fact that you was able to survive that, but also, you know, go through this traumatic experience and not really, you know, I don't know how much of the mental trauma you had after you came through, but, you know, during the experience, it was kind of almost, like he said, the concussion was kind of that, that saving, like, preservation type thing, you know? Um, but yeah, when I, when I seen that, you know, when I seen what you, you I was like, man, that to survive that, to have a 99, 99% is on damn near a hundred. Like yeah. that's the first thing I see. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first thing I see. I said, wait, 99%, you know, 99%. just the inspiration of knowing that somebody was 99%, you know, near death and survived and pulled through. And it's not only doing well, but doing, you know, 10 times more than you would imagine, you know, there's people who go through these car accidents and they're never the same again, you know, whether right. not being able to walk right or their mentals is all messed up, you know, for you to be able to not only have this experience, but tell about it, but also show that you can come out on the other side and still, you know, um, be right. is like I said, nothing short of amazing. Like when I, like I said, when I seen, it, I was like, man, that is something that I've never experienced. And I, I would I don't know how I'll handle it, but to be able to, you know, hear that just gives you hope, like, okay, there there's there there's more to the world than just what we see where people, you know, um pass away, you know, because you were on death's door, but you 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 came out on the other side. But like I said, it's nothing short of amazing. Um so now you're a self published author, motivational keynote speaker, um, entrepreneur. Like you have about fifty thousand hats in your um in your closet alone, brother. You doing the work. Um what do you feel is the most um giving part of what you do? Like which which part of the hats that you wear is like I enjoy this the most? I enjoy being like the keynote speaker where I could be more myself in the school buildings, a college setting, a conference. Uh, hopefully I can do this in corporate America. It's just be more of my authentic self. Cause like in a school setting, I have to be more supposedly professional, but I can still have fun with the kids. But when I get on that stage and a microphone in my hand, it's like, I got to control. Only thing the ministry can do is let me ride this out. Oh, and yeah. then I get to speak to the kids in a way that. Not necessarily more trying to intimidate them. It's more just telling my story, telling my experience, telling them what I overcame, and then also telling the backstory of growing up in a single parent household of five, and having an estranged relationship with my father, and that's where it hits at home for the kids. Like, okay, he's more than just a guy in the cafeteria, the lunchroom, recess, and they can say my dad's not there for me, or I grew up in a single parent household. And that's what gravitates everything. And I kind of like bridge the gap. The other thing is like so many administrators, teachers, and librarians try to tell kids is you can write your own book, but yet those same people didn't even do it themselves first. Mm-hmm. But once the um, principals start buying my books off of me, now they use it in like professional development. Show a kid who's acting up like, what are you acting up for? And this is what Ethan went through. Or they can say, all right, you want to write your own book? Learn from Ethan. He's a self-published author. 
And then when the parents find out about it, like, they're gravitated toward me even more. Besides the sports programs I was involved with. And then the community at large sees the progress. Guy exceeds expectations. Oh, yes, definitely. And then, you know, I wasn't, yeah, originally I wasn't comfortable, like, talking about it until life happens. Like, for example, you know, about a year into the recovery, the one guy invited me to camp, playing video games, having the time of my life. You know, as an adult compared to the teenagers, uh, he pretty much challenged me to, uh, or say, encouraged me to share my testimony at the campfire. And when I got done, I humbled my. I felt exalted and humbled to the point where I had to get away from people. It's like so much emotion is in me. Uh And, you know, I just need that long time. It wasn't until my recent interview where the guy said something I'd never heard before, and that's survivor's remorse. Yes. Yep. Uh And I was going to ask you about that because, like you said, the driver died. There was a child who passed away. Um, a lot of people don't think about survivor's remorse or, you know, um, the toll that it can take on you when you don't address it properly. Um, Especially when you're not sure what it's, what it is you're feeling or going through. Right. Yeah. That's well, what I was experiencing with each anniversary because I was just wondering why is this feeling coming across me around this time? I understand what I'm going through this eventually either in the middle of the day or something happens during the day. Uh, calmness of peace happens for whatever reason happens. It was just unexplainable. You know what that is? <clears throat> That's them letting you know that everything was okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, like, basically, don't worry about them or feel, you know, of course you're going to have your feelings, but it, that's kind of what that is. And ain't nothing but God talking to you as well. Yeah. That, that, that's <clears throat> all that is going, you know, wrapped in one. Oh, dang it, DC. I'm on my humble today. <laughs> I see you. I see you. No, but it is. It is. That's basically saying, like she said, it's saying that you're okay. And plus, with the work that you're doing, mm-hmm. you're designed and meant to do that. You know, it's like, I'm kind of speechless, really. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, this, there's no reason. There's no see, reason. Chris, speechless, probably once or yeah. twice. Yeah. It rarely happens. I kind of recover. I recovers from it. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's yeah. dope. It's dope. All of it. Yeah, there's more to the story, like the recovery process and going through more adversities on top of adversities. Oh, we got time, brother. I mean, if you want to get into it. This is your show. This ain't my show. Okay. Um, like, for example, it's one thing to survive the car accident physically. Now there's the mental, emotional stuff. Like, for example, when I was in that ambulance ride, the EMT guy put the tooth too far down my throat. And then when I start eating again while I was in rehab, I the banana wouldn't go down, and that's when I end up on a feeding tube for several months. Jeez. That delayed the recovery process. That delayed me gaining weight. I had to keep that thing clean around my belly button. I had to put everything in. And then I'm doing rehab at the same time, where someone's telling me, you got you got to walk from here to the other side of the room. We got to do these next exercises, do the speech therapy, learn how to pick up a beanbag off the floor. 
I'm used to picking up grocery bags from Walmart or Target, but here I am picking up a bean bag. <laughs> that that right there is humbling as a whole because that's that a bean bag's so light. And a bean bag's usually for like cornhole or something. Mm-hmm. That that's something most people take advantage of. That's a fact. <sighs> That's the fact. We all over here trying, trying to figure it out. Yeah, because bro, like this, like <laughs> I'm trying. It is, it's, 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 it's touching. It's shocking. It's crazy. It, it definitely have your mind like in a million different questions, but you don't know which way to exit or how to exit. You just like shit. How do I say these things? I see it all over your face, DC. You like yeah. Well, because I'm I not gonna it, lie. Like it, we, we take advantage of or you know take for granted being able to do the simplest of tasks right. and you know hearing him say like oh yeah i used to pick up groceries at walmart now i'm struggling to kind of pick up a bean bag it makes you think like sometimes we don't think about how good we have and we it like it, it, it can be humbling because like we think about like oh i'm big and strong and then you know one day i'm going to be weak as fuck you don't right. think about that you know or think like, hey, man, you know, there could be something that happens to where I can't do the things normally that I take for granted now. So it's just hearing this, you know, it's not only just like, it makes you think about not just like mortality, but just, you know, people need to appreciate even the small things. The you small know? things always. When you live in the world, when you live in this world of just hate, it's just no other way to put it hate and selfishness and whatnot and then realizing something so so small something so minute and you're like yeah this person here fought back from the brink of death literally and you're talking about you being late for work or something um get y'all friend in this comment (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Black Spartan. <laughs> Get y'all ready. It's coming. <laughs> well, <laughs> why? Technically, the pinky toe is it balancing. Is. You don't think? It I mean, I, I know, but why? What? What the bad boy artist had to do with it? <laughs> well, drives on the point. Yeah, the bad boy artists like sign bad deals because they didn't do their homework and have the right lawyers. Exactly. <laughs> and they had nothing to do with us toes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that was on them. No, he's not. But um, <laughs> no. he's not wrong. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> How long was the rehab process? You know. Oh, let's, man, let's see. At least two to three months because I was in there for at least a month. Like putting in the work, even at my lowest strength. And then when I finally was able to walk on my own, because eventually, you know, the doctor was telling me, if I start, start making progress with the walking, they're going to put me on blood thinners. Because a person's supposed to walk around or at least move one fourth or half a mile a day to at least prevent a blood clot. Mm. <laughs> so that, that became I did not a know challenge. That. <laughs> So that became a challenge from the doctor. <laughs> and then there's also the situation of being on a feed to where I'm used to eating by mouth, drinking by mouth. Right. I can't even do that. If I were to do that, the consequences are pneumonia. 
and that make everything much worse than what it would have been already. Because uh. once you get pneumonia, well, anything can happen. It can get worse or get better, but it's not worth finding out. No. 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 Not at all. I don't think nobody would ever like, you know what? I want to try pneumonia today. <laughs> the fact that it's, yeah. this is off subject, and I know it's a serious thing, but the fact that pneumonia sounds like pneumonia, but has a P in front of it, fucks me up. I don't know if anybody else. I'm sorry, I'm weird like that, but um, no, no. I'm sorry. It's just it's, it's silent weird. like it's silent like the Gene Lasagna. Is that what you're yeah, saying? like this <laughs> off subject. I'm sorry, we do that from time to time. Yeah, but, we definitely go left and then come back. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. but the whole process, you know, what I mean, the, the, you get the car accident, you know, you're giving 99 percent, one percent chance of living. Um, you know what I mean? And you, you battle back, you know, the feeding tube. I know about the feeding tube because my grandma had one and she used to have to get inshore all day long and you just pour it in the mm-hmm. cylinder and it goes through, but you got to hold it up at a, like that takes a lot. You know what I mean? That's a lot of stuff you're not used to doing as a normal person who has all their faculties. So it's rough. And then, you know, the walking and the, the neck exercise, like you're going through so much, um, was there at any point in that that you kind of felt like at a low had a low moment like or was it kind of all just you were positive through the whole situation it's a combination of a lot of things like for example when I'm on when I was on all those medicines like for example if you just shake you know one of your crew members hands like this you would feel that tingling sensation naturally but when I'm on that medicine my body got desensitized. Hearing, seeing, touch, feel, emotionally. Because there was still pain from that car accident that was still ongoing. Right. Yeah, and I give the example, well, let's say I shake somebody's hand with an oven mitt. You're not going to feel that sensation because the medicine is the barrier that blocks the nerves endings. And back to the example of the oven mitt, the oven mitt is the barrier. Yeah, and that's what was happening for quite a while because I was on that medicine, a list of medicine for longer than I was supposed to, and it just it. You know, I was just glad to finally be off of that stuff. But eventually, you know, when you get off of that stuff, come back to reality and start thinking about all this stuff more, more thoroughly than usual. Then it's also the part of finally being able to eat and drink again by mouth. Starting off with the soft foods, something light. Then the stomach gets used to like producing that natural acid all over again. I had a lot of downtime with the recovery. Looking out the windows, looking at television shows. And, you know, people have to adjust around me as far as not eating around me because I feel like I'm teasing them. But I tell them, you know, back then I'm like, well, there's not much I can do. It's not like I, I got dentures. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but with all seriousness aside, you know, it, it just became a situation where it's more adapting because I've never been through that before. I've been through adversity of being on being in poverty, like having a strange relationship with my father, single parent household, and being in a education system that wasn't always fair to people, and then life happening. But this was a whole other situation. It's not like 
you can you can, you can experience it for the moment and it just goes away. Uh, it's not like that. It's more of the marathon and then it goes away. And you know, it, it was just a journey where it's like, were well, there going to be better days ahead or not? And every day was always something different. It's not like something you can predict. Like I, I used to, I remember the days of people visiting me in the hospital rehab at my house. And then when I finally was able to eat again, people were taking me out to eat and they took care of the bill. Oh, they better. Yeah. And then there's, and then this, and then it became a situation where, you know, I was like, wow, I am appreciated. And then when I finally start gaining all that weight again, start walking again. And then, you know, there's more adversity that did happen. Like, I'll, I'll tell you one part I mentioned in the book. Basically, I get a call from my stepmom. She tells me, oh, I don't want to meet you at this place, pick you up. She picks me up. She brings in my younger brother with her. So we go out to eat. Everything seemed cool and everything. And then she dropped the news on me. My dad's not going to help me get my life back together. Uh-huh. I thought things would change by this guy showing up to the rehab, the hospital, taking me out to get a haircut. I'm like, i never seen this side before. Was his heart touched or something? And then next thing you know, it's like somebody ended up going right back to his ways before. And, you know, I'm like, what's going on here? You, you caught me all the way out here just for this? Right, right, and then you know, kind of remind me of the story of the Bible where the king first let the people go once his son lost got lost to that plague, but eventually, once the plague passed, and, and you know, it came to the census, like, oh, I need those people back to build these statues and everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. It became that 360 change, but what ended up happening in the whole situation was. You know, a lot of those other people that did help me in the recovery process would get my driver's license, get in, you know, getting the job and going to college. And then one day I did meet my dad again. Uh, there was two different occasions. Uh, but one occasion was, you know, at a funeral. That's unfortunate. That's happened, you know, more often. The other occasion was just an exciting occasion because he didn't see it coming. I ended, up ha- I ended up driving back to where I used to live at in coastal Pennsylvania with a brand new car, 2016 Honda Civic right from the showroom. Huh. Huh. I felt like a new man. That's the same time I met the guy who I'm named after. Saw other people. They were very happy for me. Then I remember, you know, having my picture taken near this tennis court in Coatesville. I walked back to my car. My dad shows up at the light, and that's when he yelled. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I guess he it's one of those situations where I'll paraphrase it and say somebody that see this happen, they can't take credit for it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. He saw you in a brand new car and was like, God damn. <laughs> right. Up, fucked I done up. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah, some people would tell me why I just drive to his house and show off the new car. 
And I was like, it's no I ain't gonna lie. I probably I ain't gonna lie to you, brother. Uh, I'm petty as fuck. This, 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 I wanna hold that motherfucker with, with what? uh fuck my daddy playing on the loudspeaker. Yeah. All the windows <laughs> down and the sunroof <laughs> open. Nigga, and I'm beeping the horn crazy too. Nigga, you ain't shit. Yeah, drive by slow too. And I'm yeah. driving by real slow. I might jump out and let it drive itself for a minute. Hey, no, <laughs> you gotta go past and then come back. Yeah, <laughs> then do it again. <laughs> um, get that look. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't idea that was suggested to me by a couple of people, but I realized there's no need for me to show show them because eventually, you know, word's gonna spread back back to him. So it's a situation where he heard probably heard about it, and then to see it there, you you will. Now, now, now you see someone's fruits of labor, right? Yeah, and it's brand new, and and, 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 and you, you can't say anything wrong about it. Yeah, yeah got can. to make you feel like shit, and I hope it does. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it it did in a, in a more you know because everything you did. Because I remember, I remember when I finally got my driver's license. You know, I was happy. I took the picture. Posted on the internet, close to three three hundred likes and ten shares and over a hundred comments, and I didn't expect that type of you know reaction from it. Right. Yeah. Because well, so moving forward from that situation, it's like, you know, I use that story to tell people that it's sometimes in life that you're going to, have to do some do things without people that's supposed to be there for you. I remember the saying: not everyone that comes with you goes with you. Oh, yep. There it is. That's it right there. Oh, God. There it is. That's it, Ethan. Say it again. Get fired on these bitches one time. Yeah. The quote I learned was not everybody that comes with you goes with you. He just spoke a word right there. That's the end of the show. Good night, guys. So. That, cl- that, that that quote I've heard, you know, many different ways. You know, life is a journey. Not everybody's going to make it to the finish line with you. Mm-hmm. But that's one of them quotes that I love because it you, and I, I don't want to keep going back to the accident, you know, but you were in this accident and, and you think your father would be, you know, like, damn, dad, I'm fucked up. I'm 1% away from life. You know what I mean? I might not be here. And you still didn't want to do nothing. But the fact that you overcame that part too, you know what I mean? To still be where you are, brand new car, you know, it, 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 I, I can't help but be awe inspired, bro. Like, yes, you know what I mean? Cause we deal with death every day. I mean, it, it, it's more prominent than not. Um, but that's those survivors, you know, the people who survive, who make it through and, and don't let it, poison them because you see so many stories of people who go through these horrific accidents and they become bitter and they become uh-huh. angry and they're mad at the world and fuck everybody and they drink themselves to you know nothingness or they let the like you said the medicine you know you're on a litany of litany of medicine that just could take over you at any time if you don't have brother you got a strong ass wheel you have uh, the strongest that, wheel that I've ever met I'm just I'm gonna have to say that you are the strongest will person I've ever met because to be at night, to be told you have a 99% chance of dying and to battle back and to keep fighting and to 
I, I know what it grow, felt like to grow up in that single parent home. So I know that struggle of feeling like sometimes yes, yes. you weren't enough, you know, and that doubt that creeps in, especially when you have other siblings. You know, I was the oldest, so I had to take care of other people. So it's like, I know that feeling, but you a strong guy. You are Teflon. Like, you, <laughs> brother, you, like, again, I there's nothing. Like, I'm trying not to. It's, it's I've never met somebody who, you know, kind of has me at this moment. You know, I've, I've been doing this for a while. Heard a lot of stories. Heard a lot of, you know, met a lot of people in life, but. It's the willpower it's, it's, for me. Yeah, your story was something that I was like, at first I was like, motivational speaker, you know, this and that. Then I went and checked and, you know, do my research, and I'm like, damn. Like, somebody being told you have 1% chance of living will break even the most average of ass man. I've seen football players get their knee broken. Like, oh, you got 1% chance of playing football, and a nigga break down and just, you know, give up painkillers and, you know, um, mm -hmm. doing all kind of reckless stuff. But the fact that you not only made it through that, persevered, and just became 10 times stronger to the people who, you know, kind of turned their back and was like, he ain't going to make it. You know, like I said, to me, that's awe-inspiring. That is something that everybody, if you can't get behind that, you have no fucking soul. I'm sorry. Pretty, pretty much. Uh, it's, there's shit. no other way to word that. There's really no other way to word that at all. Um to hell with those who feel that way because when a story like yours I can see where the motivational speaker will fall in line because I want to ask you you know you working with children in, in, in schools when you tell this type of story to them I get them I get in my mind I get this that there's a tonal shift from how they were thinking how they were acting you know they might be stuck in a certain place in their life especially if it's special needs there's a there's a myriad of of avenues for these kids to go down and then you come with your story and i can just imagine like there's got to be at least one kid in there who has who's probably going through straight hell for whatever reason, and then they hear your story and they're saying, if this man can fight back from the brink of death, I can do this. It's like, it's literally no, it's no excuses. It becomes no excuses at that point. Is that, what is that like when you talk to these kids that you were already working for, working with prior to this, but now that, now that this has happened, what is this like? What is that like? being in that crowd and talking to those kids and letting them know about your life story. I mean, first I got it. It depends on the audience. Um, and also what the event coordinator allows me to do, or when I'm working in the schools, what the administrators allow me, if they give me the green light, boom, I could just do what I want in my beginning, my middle, my end topic Q and a, we take some pictures. I can sell some books sign them and make somebody's day or and then if the parents are there they want to shake my hand they want to take pictures with me and it you know it's like i never imagined all this happening when i was in the hospital rehab or being at home on that feeding tube it, it's more like the work and part being part of the process mm -hmm. 
and you know it, it's like Steve Harvey said, you got you got jump. Yes. Uh, some of the jumps were, you know, you uh, might you know, you get some scrapes. Get, my license, get yeah. my license. Uh, going to college, graduated from there twice from a community college and a university. And this, the bigger jump was uh, taking, starting up my own business, and being encouraged to write an autobiography, and being encouraged to make sure the website's done the correct way. It, it's a lot of jumps I had to take to grow. Cause I realized the key to success is being stepping outside your comfort zone. Yep. Yep. You never lie. And I realized, you know, some of the things I'm doing is just, there was some help, but, but I had to do the work, hmm. put out my own money, put out my own vision and then bring other people to contribute to make things come more, uh, come to light. Like for example, the book I have I had a person that I knew for several years. She out edited along another person. The difference is that one person, you know, graduated from college. The other person is a teacher with a master's degree. And then the other person who helped design everything, I knew her for the, through the program. We use Adobe Illustrator. Uh, as far as the professional picture in the book, that was taken care of by somebody. Uh, the one thing that stands about stands out about my book is um, normally one or two four words. I have eight. Damn. That's a lot of love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of love. That, a lot that of is a lot of love. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was and, and I think and it, it's inspiring because I think if you have you have the life that you've led already, right? And to have those people see you work these projects with you, saying like it's it's almost like they it's almost like they like we gotta help him do this. It is. It's not a pity party thing. It's just like, look, if he's pushing himself out here to take this jump to do this, two things. Um, I've always heard uh, people help those who help themselves. So that's why people are helping because they've seen you putting in the work. And faith without works is dead. Oh, how old are you? That's the other question I've been wanting to ask. Yeah, well, you're not gonna believe this. I'm actually 35. My birthday's next month. Hey, you look. You're you're I thought he was younger than that. You know, oh, oh my God, bro! What you the, look, uh, the hell with his age? You look down. He's like Gemini. Don't mind her. She thought she was in the best part of May. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse our uh zodiac zoologist. <laughs> nah, okay. We, but no, because you, you look uh, that's why I'm like, see I, I thank you. Cause I was like, man, bro, gotta be like 24. This, this can't be nah, I definitely know. thought he was in his twenties for sure. Yeah, so for real, for real. For sure. I you, used to be in my twenties. Yeah, but hold on. So here's a, here's the thing. Here's, here's, yeah, yeah, of course we all did. One at one point in years. Sometime in life, we definitely was. Yeah, at some point in life, we was all twenty something. You know, some women are still twenty something in their fifties, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but no, I the am. reason why I ask that, and the reason why I say this, is because you've been through a lifetime of stuff, like, right. but you don't look like you what you've been through. If that makes sense, that 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. You know what I mean? Like you see some people who are 20 and they look like they 50. Like they've been through a lot. That's a problem. Uh, yes. But you've been through a car accident, poverty. You've been through so much and you look in your youth. Like, brother, you still got your youths. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things. Uh, first, a mix African, Puerto Rican, and there's some Indian. No, not yeah, there is some Indian, and there's also some European. Also, I, I learned that much. having a strong mitochondria and eating healthy. And just not doing thing that ages the body, but it all starts with mental health decisions. Like, do you want to go on the right path or wrong path? And everyone has a choice to make because the resources are out there more than ever, whether it's counseling, therapy, yeah. group support, AAU, uh, suicide hotline. There's also counseling available online, whether it's through a video chat. You know, there's it, really no excuses for people not to get the help. This is a matter of person has to want the help on an individual level. And, you know, for me personally, you know, the things I went through before the car accident, I look back on certain things, I realize maybe I should have been in counseling, but it's a situation where all that experience and stuff I endure, you know, it wasn't my decision, it's more... And not throwing anyone in the bus is more the the environment I was living in in the single parent household. Mm-hmm. And I talk about that journey in the book. And I just want to give the audience a sneak peek of the chapters or the contents. Basically, it goes from the eight forewords to the author's preface, intro, chapter one, my upbringing in a single parent household, chapter two, man leaving me, chapter three, Lancaster, PA, chapter four. Finding God, Chapter 5, Car Accident Recovery, The Day My Life Changed Forever, Chapter 6, Homelessness, Chapter 7, Further My Education, Chapter 8, Breaking the Cycle, Chapter 9, Clarity, Chapter 10, Blessings, Awards, and Interviews, Chapter 11, Randy M. Vaughn, Chapter 12, My Path with Poetry, Chapter 13, Acknowledgements, Thanks, Appreciation, and Recognition. Then after that goes into uh, appendix for the author's biography. Afterward, Coastal's Facts and Notable People. Uh, you you touched on something. The, That's the what you call a book. book. Well, yeah. not only that, you I've, I've seen you, you've, you've been doing some interviews. You was on the news. Um, the awards, like you again. You've done so much that it's just—it's—it's it's hard not to be like, "Damn, what hasn't he done?" <laughs> um, ah, uh, man, I don't—I don't know, brother. You—you you are an amazing person. I say that much. Um, I've been doing this for a long time, and it's rarely that I can't jump from question to question and kind of, um, you know, keep it going. But I was just like. When I got the email, I was like, all right, want to do an interview? That's cool. And then, like I said, start doing my research. And it's it's so much like that. Even if we had, you know, another five hours, I don't think we can cover everything. <laughs> Not know, at all. On, on a, on a, on a, on a different level. You know what I mean? Um, you live in PA. Yes. 
We live in Ohio, uh, me and Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually frequent PA, so I know how fun it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they laughing. I'm not sorry. I don't, excuse them. Um, it's hard to take you serious when you do that. I mean, Lancaster is not that fun, but it's, it's okay. No, I mean, uh, a PA is a different place. Um, it is. Depends on what part you go to. True. Um, don't, don't do the whole state like that shit. I, I didn't do anything. I was just, PA is country I, as fuck in the north. Okay, just just say that, DC. I yeah, okay. Right. I didn't say that. Didn't say that. <laughs> but anyway, not the point I was trying to Tomato, make. Tomato, tomato, potato. I wasn't tomato. trying to disparage PA. I was just trying to make. I a mean, point shit. You know, close. I just moved from PA. I mean, uh, almost two years ago, so I know what the anyway. Carry on. Sorry. PA is a fine place and a different place depending on what part you go to. Can we all agree to that? This is Thank agreeable. You. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Cheers says I. So growing up in PA, um because there's always those differences of people like of course, as you can see, different opinions of people outside of different states. Um have you ever had a desire to leave PA or is it just like, because you've done so much, but it's all been, you, you were, I don't want to say, I don't want to put this. See, now I'm struggling for the words because everybody's looking at me. Um, don't look at them, Savage. Don't. Yeah, don't look at me. Um, but no, what I'm trying to get at is <laughs> what is next for you? Are there plans to, you know, do like a tour or, you know, you just are you enjoying the work that you're doing in PA because you are doing um, what's next for me is uh, I just want to finish up the audio version of my book. I'm just waiting for the editor just to finish up editing the last chapter, then I can listen to that chapter along another chapter, critique it, listen to it, see which parts I want to do over, redo that. And after that, it's time to copyright it to the Library of Congress, and then yeah. it's going to be available for on, real. yeah, this yeah, I'm for real. Good. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's gonna be available through let's see a distribution deal through ACX, which has a deal with Audible, mm-hmm. Amazon, and iTunes. Mm. Okay. So all I gotta do is once I do my work, post it on the internet, make a video about it, stop promoting, and pretty much from there, people who want to listen to the audio version of the book, they can get it those three ways. And, you know, it's more about doing than someone saying, I'm going to listen to it. All right, you got, if you got any of those three accounts, you know, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, after I get done the audio version of the book, I want to, I want to move on to like a, doing a documentary next. Oh, yeah. I got plenty of ideas for that, how I want to lay out everything. Don't tell them. Don't tell Don't Please don't tell the people. I'm not, I'm not telling them. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of thieves that listen to us. So, I mean, I love our, yeah. I mean, no, we have some of the greatest listeners ever. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. But no, that, that is dope. Um, Even Oh, my yeah. God. Some people, <laughs> you know, some people, you Damn. know, Already like asking me if I'm gonna write another book, and uh, you know, I realized in order for me to write another book, it has to be just as good, if not better, right? Yeah, because yeah. I'm not just gonna throw, throw a rush something over there, I'd rather produce something that's quality. 
got substance, and, and I got to make sure it's got that it factor because I don't want to have a sophomore slump. Brother, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Not, yeah. I don't lie to you. The fact that you think about that lets me know that we ain't doing something right. Cause I don't, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just for me. It's like I'm gonna if I'm gonna do the second book, I'm also just have the same team I had from the first book, change up things, but then I got really dive in deep with the writing all over again, and take my time with it. The difference I would do between the first book and this book is basically I would take more time to push my publishing date farther out. That way I can get people the link for pre-order sales. Uh, Overall, when it comes to my book, there's available on, let's see, Amazon, Audible, Walmart, Target, Kobo. Barnes and Noble print on demand. Damn. And you know, the title of my book is called You Lit. Uh, thanks. Um, the title of my book is called The Inspirational Story of Ethan A. Poetic Chronicles of Education, Adversities, Sports, Relationships, and Resiliency. And right here I got the soft cover. DC about to start pulling up to the the podcast looking like Ethan with the with the uh, <laughs> the button up in the blazer. Yeah. <laughs> and on the back, I have two book cover reviews along with my biography biography. Okay. And then I got my business logo right here. And then when it comes to uh, having books, you gotta have an ISB number and barcode number. And then of course. The quality right here is the laminated case book, mm-hmm. hardcover. Hey, that boy here, no, that boy uh, lineup is book. fresh as shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he came straight for the barber. Like, hey, 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 hurry up, nigga! We gotta take this bitch, bro. <laughs> Yo, come on, let's do it now before because some gonna grow in two minutes. Get it? <laughs> yes, I love yeah, hey. you. Your hair, your fucking hairline is fresh as hell. I'm sorry. We the book. I see your book. I see your cover, but the hairline is fucking crazy. Yeah, this is how the hardcover looks like, like this. Because when oh, it comes like to that. the laminated case and the soft cover, you can design it any way you want through Adobe Illustrator. But when it comes to the actual hardcover, it has to be more simplified. All right. I like that. Oh shit. That, yeah, that, I'm that, waiting that for your audio book because I don't that, read. <laughs> that whole that whole title gives off so many thoughts. It does. You know, it, you know, when you think about how it's set up, and then with your name, it's just like, it's like, what is what is? It's eye catching. It's what it is. It's it is. not it, so much. It, it's the the title is eye catching. It's not so much the visual. It's the title, and you're just like, yo, this. Is, let me see what this. Let me see what's going on with this. First of all, his then, name, I thought he was a poet. Yeah, yeah. Long story short about my last name, um, I actually changed it from Vaughn to Poetic in the summer of 2021 because the last name Vaughn belongs to the slave masters of my ancestors in mm. Eastern Shore, Maryland, Cambridge, Maryland, and Churchfield, Maryland. And I realized when I took my ancestry DNA test back in 2018, I had no German DNA in me. 
2020. And I also realized why Master's last name, while the descendants are, you know, of the slave masters, which is the you know generations after them, are still profiting off the works of my ancestors by the millions of dollars. Where they have no personal time off, no vacation days. They were working nonstop all year round. And, you know, I remember. God damn it. I felt Come like back. for me, it was, it was just time to do something different. And I yeah. did it. Uh, but this I did get brother, the blessing from my grandma before she, you know, passed away. This brother is. You about to make us all go rethink our whole entire lives. I just want to let you know. I'm going to stop bringing inspirational ass people. That's not <laughs> no, because I thought we was, we was getting... keep making me want to change my my whole everything. <laughs> because every time, like I, every time we ask him a question, it gets more profound. The man just said, "I realized I didn't want to have a slave last name, so I changed my shit." <sighs> that who said that? Not well, us, this brother. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like who? Who's uh, everybody who listening? Like, like, doing ancestry DNA. Like whose last name do I got? <laughs> There's some kids with their daddy's last. Never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, for me, it was just a journey of like soul searching, research, and just really understand more of the history because I realized my family from way back then. Uh, was actually related to Harriet, the late great Harriet Tubman. She was helping people cross the Mason-Dixon line. She was helping people become free from Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, and some parts of the Midwest. And yeah, she was she was a person who was a Renaissance making things happen. Because she wanted, she she cared more about the lives of other people than her own self. Because she knew the way to get to freedom and how she did other people to experience absolute freedom. And my ancestors became free, I think, in the late 1700s or 1800s. We doing so. And, well. you know, when, it, when I realized that history happened. It changed my life. And then I also realized, you know, the real reason why people left those um, that area is because of work. Because that's when the industrial industry became more popular. Steel mills, yep. factories, warehousing, uh, blue-collar work, trades. And back then you had to provide for your family, uh, provide for you know, a significant other, you know, make that first impression count with, you know, for us men, that first impression count with uh, that woman's mom and dad. Right. right, right. You, you had to impress the family money. before you even impressed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't got your cars right in that area, well, uh, you're not gonna have that talk with the with the man behind closed doors about his daughter before he gives her away. Yeah. Tell you what, if you don't have a sister in your life now, <laughs> she's gonna be she she gonna need to be on the bar. <laughs> Hey, what do you mean you talk about you talking about like the, the, the law firm bar or something? <laughs> she gotta be top notch. Just see that's that's what it is. Yeah. She can't she oh, cannot can't. come short. She cannot come short. Hey ladies, y'all What's come up, my man right? Ethan. Y'all better have your 401k together, your speech better be on point. You better 
you better already have a book. <laughs> right. <laughs> you better be yeah. ready to talk. <laughs> so ancestry, all that stuff. You need to have this in line. You need to know all of that. Short of being amazing and making us all feel like shit today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're joking around. I thought you were yeah. No, no, we we that's what we do. No, but yeah. man, uh, you, I'm gonna go cry after this. Shit. I'm definitely about to go cry on my pillow. Like, ain't shit. All these years of people you know telling what? me ain't shit. We need to think of something to stuff. Go wake your wife up. Hey, <laughs> we gotta talk. We gotta reevaluate this. How did you let me become this man? <laughs> what were you doing <laughs> that I got Bro, here? Joe censored it. You didn't see that I was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. How you fuck up like this? <laughs> this is your you fault. You ought to be to yourself for slumming it with me for so long. This is your fault that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. No, but all jokes aside, man, um, like I said, you are one talented and amazing brother. You've been through so much, but to be still here, come kick it with us, man, and just be an inspiration to all. Um, I can't speak for them, so I won't, but to me, I was all inspired, man, just no, hearing you speak, man, and hearing your story, inspiring. you know what I mean? It's not often that we get a chance to actually sit down with someone and they make us feel like different. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, done a lot of interviews here, done a lot of talk to a lot of people, talk a lot of shit, but there's a lot of, um, not a lot of opportunities to actually just hear a great story. Let me not say that like that because some people are going to be like, I told you about it. Damn, boy, I told you my life story. Yeah, you what I mean great. is there's stories and then there's inspirational stories. You know what I mean? Right. To hear somebody was on the brink of death and fought back rehab and is still here, not only here, but not um, messed up in the game. Not complaining, mean? not, yeah. you know, to, uh, Shit, what's the word? Um, you slumming know, just it, bumming it, slumming it, bumming it. The goddamn, just all on it. Like he's pushing forward to make shit happen. Where you got somebody that ain't been through shit, feeling absolutely horrible about taking their life six naps a day. Doing. They out here <laughs> lifting up grocery bags and shit, and he had to really relearn how to do this shit. And you, over here sad. When I hear your story, Ethan, I'm reminded of Antoine Fisher. Mm. Mm. I, I'm I'm reminded of Antoine. Like I'm still here, I'm still strong. Hey, did you had that movie premiere about your life movie. Just remember us. We just want to see it. <laughs> Aaron yeah, is one. Yeah, hey, 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 William, you was just, hey, Will was just on the same length I was on. When you make that uh, biopic about you, um, <laughs> just make sure that we up front because we just want to be there to see it. Because hearing it is one movie? thing. Yeah, yes. your movie about your life. Yeah, I got. We got a documentary, a biopic. I, I want to because you are. You need to sell this story. Not no, even, no, we'll, are, not Denzel planning. Not not Denzel planning. John Boyega. John Boyega. <laughs> John Boyega. I mean, I, if for me to the movie, you know, I'll say hypothetically, I gotta make sure I own everything outright. The script. No, that's right. Yes. The, the, mm-hmm. the uh, residuals. Then there's also the distribution. And there's also a legal stuff involved. And of course, trademark, patent, and copyright the script. 
Therefore, oh, well, then you, then you don't have a problem because you got that line. The fact that yeah. you know all of that, you're good. Yeah. You're yeah. fucking we're great. You're like, ninety percent of people who trying to make a movie right now and they ain't got half that shit. They just like, I got a camera. <laughs> I, I, I wrote, I wrote a couple lines. You know, you got yeah. a two movie script yeah. and a Polaroid camera. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, it's a matter of just learning. Like, for example, from Bruce Lee's experience, where he came to America, they weren't trying to give him a chance. But he ended up becoming, once he became, I'll say it like this, once he grew his audience more in Asia, now America wanted to invest in movies with him. Mm-hmm. Then you also look at Ty Perry, you know, it took him several times for his yep. play to get right. He was willing to risk going broke and homeless. At one point he was sleeping he, in he his was. car. Yeah. He definitely, then, but that, that's the story, you know. And then then eventually the place sold out, sold out, sold out to the point where he ended up making his movie. That was a great success. Then he got then he brought on a team of people. Now he owns his own stuff. He went without people telling him what to do about his overhead. Yeah. And then you can look oh. at Steve Harvey, you know, you know, the woman you know, made fun of him in front of all the class all because he had a stuttering problem or a speech impediment problem. But once he outgrew that, became a multi-millionaire. And then he starts sending TV to that same woman who <laughs> who made fun of him and, and rubbed it, in, you know, not rubbing her face, it's more so a reminder, hey, here's a television, see me on television. You remember when you told me, you, you said I wasn't going to be on television? It's part of that karma where some people start eating their own words for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and midnight snack. And then I jokingly mm-hmm. say that they eat so much that they have to floss their teeth. <laughs> canal. They got to get a pol- get some polygrip for the dentures. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's how much they got to eat. And then they might, might need an acid reflex pill for all the acid building up for all that eating. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> They need a purple Nexium. <laughs> yeah. Kind of sick. <laughs> yeah. I'll stop right there. He just came with the jokes like, I'll do it. He said, yeah, so keep on doing that. So what you're saying is keep your words soft and sweet because you may have to eat them. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Basically. Yeah. Um, another story I can say is like, Denzel's story, you know, he grew up in a certain part of New York, but his mom decided to move him and the family to a different part of New York. I think they were living in Rochester, New York, or somewhere where uh, Heavy Denim used to live. Yeah. Or maybe it was Yonkers, but it was somewhere. And, you know, when he talks about his story now, like his mom gave him the best gift ever, which was starting over. Because when he looks back on some of his childhood friends, they're either in jail, working a nine to five, or dead, or they made it out and they're part of his true friends who didn't care about the Hollywood or the limelight or that red carpet that's going to be rolled up at the end end of the movie premiere. Because they knew when he was growing up in the same environment as them and they were his true friends. Before they became true friends, 
there's plenty of stories I could tell you, but ultimately, you know, I'll tell you one story before I start writing on this book, you know, words start spreading around. And eventually I got caught, contacted by a publishing company. I told him, yeah, it's true. I'm going to write an autobiography. So they sent this contract over in the email. I looked over it. It looked good on paper. I asked them some questions. And basically, they passed that. But then the deal breaker was two things. Uh, the first part was uh, they said if I would have signed with them, and this is what they showed their hand, and we're not even playing poker. They said if, if I was signed with them and they choose my story for a movie, they would own the lion's share rights of it. Oh, no. Nope. 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 So they're already thinking about a multi-million idea off of me, and we haven't had a cup of coffee, tea, a latte, a smoothie, or a frappuccino. Or eggs right. sunny side already, up. They already messed up. They already messed up. <laughs> and then I realized, hypothetically, I could do what Dr. Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent, and Tyler Perry do, do, did and currently doing, made my own film independently, made my own music soundtrack independently, cut out the middleman and find new middleman to, for the distribution of the deal. Therefore, you know, it's not that I stole the idea, it's just they, they showed me their hand and you know, life is life is sometimes the cards that you're dealt. And when I was dealt those hands, uh, I knew what to do with them. Yeah, they wanted them. They wanted too much for nothing. The minute you said the lion's share, I'm like, yo, that'll be a no, dog. That'll be for me. A no for me, dog. Uh, <laughs> Not on that. <laughs> I'll pass. No thanks. Yeah, that. Yeah, and people, that's crazy how people want to try to do you like that because they see dollar signs uh, at you in front. Of course. That's the first thing they see. Well, that's the only thing they see. Nine times out of Yeah, when it, when I happened, I'm like, it was like I was feeling like, I see what you want to do with this, but I'm going to have to pass. But then I see what I could potentially do in the future to make this happen. And, you know, it opened up my eyes in a sense of, Somebody saw a million dollar idea, multi million dollar idea in me, and they didn't see me face to face, and we're already having a conversation. And then it leads me to the other story of Master P, who came from the Calio projects, where him and his brother took a flight over to California to meet Jimmy Iovine, mm. who was in charge of Interscope. And once Jimmy Iovine offered him a million dollar advance, he told him, Master P and his brother decided to talk in the hall or somewhere. And they're like, if this guy is thinking, thinking about giving us a, mo- a million dollars, we're probably worth more than this. Damn right. Exactly. Absolutely. For sure. And then they went back to Jimmy Iovine and said, oh, we're, we're going to get lunch. We'll be back. And then Jimmy Iovine said, you don't come back. You're not going to have a record deal. Huh. Yeah, so you're, you're so they went back to the Calio projects and everything independently. And, and Master P, you know, you know, he may be from the ghetto, maybe from the streets, whatever, but he has a heart of gold because not only did he make it out of the Calio projects, became a multi billionaire, he started creating jobs for other people through his movie, clothing, 
restaurant, even when the Calio Projects went through that Hurricane Katrina thing, he helped develop a partnership to re redevelop the uh, the Calio Projects back up in the surrounding areas. So he produced even more jobs for people in the construction company, the mm -hmm. blueprints, the architectures, the engineers, the people for the construction for the um, paving of the roads, the signs. So much business. Yeah, Master P's story is dope. Um, just the way he, like you said, he was selling CDs out of the back of his trunk. Yeah. Um, just to make it. So when you got grinding, you like that, you know. It it does transfer well over into business because you you know what to expect you know supply and demand you know what's going on you know about taking the cut and everything else and overhead you just know how to run it and for people to like you said when they see they see what the project or what you bring to the table can make them a ton of money and they think they can get over on you. They will do everything in their power to do so. <laughs> they will do everything they want. Sign this before you walk out of here. We're going to go to somebody else. All right, Dan. See you later. Don't me with a good time. I'm out. I'm just glad it was just a conversation or a phone, not them talking to me over dinner. Because that's usually a key to a man's heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You give me a steak. Yeah, I might sign anything. Steak. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> steak and potatoes. Yeah, I'm signing. <laughs> this, is a, this is a damn good this steak. This is juicy steak. This is good with butter. This a part. This truffle butter. Mm. Shit. You said sign where now? And this is okay. <laughs> Ate it for prosperity. All right. Um. Oh, perpet uh, universally perpet uh, perpetuity and all that. Yeah, other stuff. Uh, that means forever or lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I can get a couple of these steaks in my lifetime. Right. <laughs> can we upgrade from the porterhouse to the the tomahawk? Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, I definitely sign that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> again, man, I appreciate you coming on here. Um. Dope story, dope person, man. You uh, a bright individual. Um, can't wait to see what's next. Before we get out of here, I want you to tell the people one where they can find you at. Um, get all your all, all your everything you got going on, uh, and leave them with a bit of a nugget of information. Don't give them too much because they're still your ideas. Trust me. Uh, um, they're a bunch of fans. They're a bunch yeah. of fans. Let's see. When it comes to finding me, let's see. Let's start on my website, ethanspeaks.com. Again, ethanspeaks.com. When it comes to my social media, I got the same username for my Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok. It's ethanpoetic23. Again, ethanpoetic23. Then on Facebook, there's two profiles. There's ethanpoetic, the poetry page where I, you know, Share inspirational information, powerful quotes, and certain things like certain videos that could be life changing for people. Then again, uh, there's Ethan Vaughn. That's spelled V A U G H N. Uh, Facebook has yet to change my last name on, it, even though I gave him all the legal information. Then on LinkedIn, I'm Ethan Poetic. Then on Twitter, I'm Ethan V23. Then on my YouTube channel, I am Ethan Poetic, where you get to see all my speeches, my accomplishments, my interviews, me giving thanks to people and giving respect where respect is due. And of course, 
Uh, let's see my where you can buy my book. You know, you can buy my book directly from me and I'll sign it and autograph it. I'll just make sure to charge you for just the book, shipping handling. And you just tell me where your address is or PO boxes, and I'll mail it to you. Take a screenshot of the tracking number. And therefore, everyone can you know keep track of it. There's no mix-up. But if you just want to buy the book, you know, print on demand through Amazon, Walmart, Target, Barnes and Noble, Kobo. Right now it's available as a soft cover, hardcover, ebook. Uh, well, the, what I can leave you is that leave you with the nugget is today is like there's several nuggets I can leave you with. Like the first one is you know being service to other people. Like what it means is to care about somebody else's life, then you do your own life. When the fire department, the police, the ambulance, the people in the hospital and the rehab, they care more about my life than they did about their theirs during that time period, whether it's for the hour, that day, a season, because they saw a need and I had to pay my respects to them because every single person contributed to saving my life, but helped me get to this point. The other quote I can leave you with is, you know, I went from victim to victor. Yes. They ain't never lied on that one. Talk, talk your shit right now, Ethan. Go ahead. <laughs> talk your because shit. Because in order to make that transition period, you have to do the work, whether it's speaking out how you feel about certain things. And sometimes, you know, as I talk about in the book, I had to, you know, distance myself from certain people because if you're in a bad situation, either you were wrong place, wrong time, wrong company, Doing something you weren't supposed to do, or allowing somebody to use the barrel crab method where they saw you leaving the barrel but wanted to pull you back in. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can't allow people to pull you back in when you gotta tell them, hey, uh not everybody comes not, not everybody's uh, meant to be, I'll put you like this. The crabs were never meant to be in the barrel, they're meant to be in the ocean to be free and find their purpose. The pe- person that's pulling you back hasn't found their purpose. So they don't want to go to the ocean. No. Because they don't want to step outside their comfort zone. Because they're so... They're like a garden that's full of weeds that doesn't want to blossom. But when you start picking out the weeds out of that garden, you'll see truly how beautiful the garden is by doing the work. And that's what I did. It wasn't no uh, situation where, you know, somebody's giving me a list of things to do. It's more like a reality check of what do I want to do moving forward now that I'm eating again, drinking again, you know, the soft beverages, of course. And, and more about what did I want to do to make my life better? Because I didn't see, I didn't, I didn't want to settle for being on a feeding tube, being underweight. When I used to play three sports, um, I still got my trophy. I still got my medals. And, you know, when you put in that work, you go from victim to victor. You inspire people. But always remember, you know, I didn't just get here. 
it took work. There's times where I applaud for other people's successes and, th- and uh, you know, basically sh- shared the light of they achieved something and they did something or most of the work without most people looking. And then this for me, you know, I got my, you know, people say flowers, respect and recognition when I made the front page in the newspaper and, you know, it's like, it's like the best of both worlds where I used to live in Coatesville up until halfway into my eighth grade year. And the day the photographer came out to the track meet that I was helping out with, I've been living in Lancaster for several years since that move. And the track scrimmage is, you know, McCaskey, J.P. McCaskey High School, which is in Lancaster, and Coastal Area uh, School District. So that's how I had the best of both worlds in that present time, where two school districts that I used to be in, the only difference is one school district, Coastal Area School District, is the humble beginnings. School District Lancaster is more the next chapter of my life where I am an alumni at J.P. McCaskey High School. And, you know, when the coach, you know, coach, I got to give a shout out to Coach David Henry, Coach Manartega, Scott Feldman, Coach Camara, and many other coaches, you know, with the sports. When they saw me in the front page of the newspaper, they're very proud because that inspired them to keep going. That inspired them to think I invested in that former student athlete. And now they can share this information with the current student athlete and say, this is the type of relationship I want with you. Because it's not about the X's and O's, scoring the points. I want you to go from student athlete to college graduate or get a trade, serve in the military. The blueprint is right here in this newspaper article. And then, you know, I also was recognized with being featured on WGAL television inspirational story and then one thing one of the professors did or former uh actually her name is dr terrestrial loretz phd she's is uh head of uh department of theater and communication my mentor bob paul once he told her about the story she's like you mean tell me he was he'd been coming to our, our university at mills university the whole time he never shared it hr department didn't pick up on it what she decided to do is, is make an award after me, the Overcoming Adversity Award, and sent it in the mail to me, and I framed it. Then along the way, I got two Pennsylvania Commonwealth citations, a proclamation declaration. And I can't even say that award. shit right. A, 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 a proclamation, a proclamation declaration. Yep, that the proclamation, proclamation declaration. declaration. <laughs> yes. Basically, I was friends with most of the city council members, including the mayor. There was one person that I knew very well. And, you know, I mentioned the idea to her, and she really pushed it to be on the agenda board. And then, you know, finally was on the agenda board, and I was waiting, like, inside their Zoom, and then finally got to talk to him, saying the story. And then they all voted yay for me to get a proclamation declaration. Yeah, because you'd be an ass to vote nay on that. Uh, after hearing your story, you'd be yeah. a fool. they look at you cross if they like, yeah, no, nah, yeah. that's not going to work. Well, we'll we vote you out then. 
How's that? So yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but long story short, you know, besides the recognitions and the achievements and the awards and everything and inspiring people, I just want to let you know, as I tell people, it comes at a cost. And in order for me to tell this type of stuff that's so deep, it requires humility, vulnerability. And that's why I try to explain to people, like, there's a time for me to be inspirational. There's a time for me to focus on life. Keep a happy medium and keep a balance because I'm not trying to be up here when I'd rather be just here in the middle. I'd say this. Uh, uh, he's a little God, late for that, brother. I ain't yeah, gonna lie to you. God, God, somewhere up there, like, you know what? That's I did that. I did that. Yeah, that's me. That's on me, y'all. Y'all see that? Catch up. DC, you already know you got to make Chris. Oh, yeah, Chris, go ahead. Oh, I knew I was going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> But, but anyway, uh, but uh, go ahead, sir. I, I closing, you know, here's the hardcover book, laminated case. I haven't set a certain price due to inflation. Well, if you buy from me directly, I can give you a discount. He's even thinking about the people's pockets. Damn, this man's a saint. <laughs> <laughs> You think it's game? Hit fire on these bitches one time. Again, I do have this price at a certain price online due to inflation because this is a hardcover laminated case. But if you buy from me directly on ethanspeaks.com, all you got to do is email me. We can make an arrangement and I can sell it to you at a discounted price and still charge you for the shipping. Get that man his full price. Don't don't send him no damn emails. Give him his all his money. We're not bartering for books, people. No. Hey, brother, uh, pay, that I got man. pay the pay full that ticket. Man. Twenty-five dollars and a couple of Twinkies, man. Let yeah. me call <laughs> me out, Debo. <laughs> and then yeah, and then of course this is the saw cover. This is price, you know, normal price. And then of course, if you want to be scientific, you know, you can download the book as an ebook. And then, yeah, and it's pretty soon. Hopefully, you know, my editor can get everything done and I can get everything done on my end and finally get the audio version copyrighted. And, you know, that's going to be available through a deal I'm going to have with um, ACX. It's going to be a distribution deal through Audible, iTunes, Amazon, audio book where you can hear my voice, not somebody else's voice, my own voice. The author, the self-publisher, the two-time graduate, college graduate, Talk your shit. and the walking living miracle. Right, right, right. Uh, and on a side note, a proud uncle. And a proud you think uncle. it's a game? Get fired on these bitches one time. <laughs> but, but ultimately, you know, and to all the viewers and listeners, you know, I just want to tell you that it's a humble experience. I don't you know, show off the awards just to like, you know, flaunt or put on a facade. Like I prove it on my YouTube channel. I prove it on my on my social media. Not for the likes, not for the shares, not for the comments, but the whole purpose is just to inspire people that you can make your, your current day or the next day your better day. But you have mm-hmm. to do the work because I did the work uh, my book is the blueprint of the work. 
and you you got to do the work because you want to become of age where you're thinking I should have done this and that because you have to really continue to evolve because we only get to live one day at a time, one hour at a time. It's a matter of what you want to do with it. And, and on a side note, you know, hopefully my book reaches, you know, the hands of Gail <laughs> King and Oprah Winfrey, where Facts. Do it a book club. Yeah, Oprah Winfrey, you know, you know, I like to request a blessing for me to be involved in your book club, and then I get that Oprah Winfrey seal next to my, you know, fresh cut. Hey, Oprah, put my mans in your book club. Stop playing hey, with it. First him. of all, if Oprah's watching this shit, we got to talk about more than just a book. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be selfish or anything, but yeah, put the seal on the book, but let's talk, Oprah. <laughs> yeah, 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 nigga, yeah. Yo, some... No, he ain't got on the hoodie and he got on a fitted cap. He really, he real sexy. It's some, new, it's some new stuff. It's some new stuff. Yeah, new stuff. New stuff. New stuff. Yeah, that would be very appreciative. You know, it'd be a way of um, giving a blessing, but also a lot of the book to inspire more people in your network overseas, third world countries that you're, you know, helping, encouraging, but also invested in. And there's that. Uh, to any you know people in the New York Times. Los Angeles Times. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind doing an interview with you so my book can become a um, best be on the bestsellers list. You heard. Because, you know, eventually the value of me as a keynote speaker is going to go up with experience. I already saw the blueprint, uh, the pricing. And, you know, for anyone looking for a keynote speaker, just contact me on ethanspeaks.com. We can negotiate. And go from there. Because I, I can deliver the goods, whether it's in person or on Zoom. It's a matter of, you know, us sealing the deal together and making life better for not only just for the kids, the college students, but also the people on your team, the staff, the custodial worker, the secretary, and even the security guard. In other words, this man saying, get with him. Because today's price, yesterday's prices is not today's <laughs> prices. That's what he's saying. Damn, I was just about to say that, Chris. Good. Get out my damn head. Tomorrow prices ain't saying. gonna be today's. Tomorrow, you hey, tomorrow prices, prices ain't gonna be today's prices. You better understand. You need to get with it. Oh, damn, yo, uh, yeah, God literally broke. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, now you get to follow all that. Yeah, I'll be fine. Okay. Uh, I'll be Go. fine. No pressure. <laughs> Watch this recovery. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Amron once again. You can also listen to Blurred's Eye View on Opulence Radio as well. Uh, Thursday, as a matter of fact. Uh, there's a bigger team that's coming behind us. You might want to watch out. Uh, tune in tomorrow live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, we're talking to another dope indie comic uh, creator and uh, 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 novelist, uh, fantasy novelist. And uh, you can also catch us anywhere you listen to us on your uh, podcast. Uh, you can catch us on Always Press Record uh, through Roku and Amazon or Amazon Fire. Uh, just go to alwayspressrecord.com. Follow directions completely free. Uh, you can also listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, YouTube. Go to your YouTube page, hit the subscribe button, notification bell, all that great stuff. Uh, tune in t- Tuesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, and Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern for the live show. Uh, you're in for a ride. 
when you watch us and just be there for that. Uh, but to Ethan, I want to say, dude, you are dope. <laughs> Your story is inspiring. Uh, I can't speak for the rest of the panel, but I'll speak for myself. You don't make me feel bad. I just say, yo, I have another reason to keep pushing forward to do another thing, you know? So uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate your story. Uh, and I'm going to go wake my wife up and tell her, I'm like, we need to make some changes. Uh, <laughs> Where's <is it? laughs> like, we got this ain't right. I don't like how this sits. Uh, no, but, but seriously though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see that. Chris after that. Uh, like, you know me, I'm always sticking my head in the lion's mouth. Um, but yeah, your story is dope. Your life is amazing. And you like your uh website says you are a walking miracle. Like to hear someone else, to hear someone else say that they can't do it, I have to refer them to you. Uh, <laughs> no, don't look at what I'm doing. Look at what Ethan did it. Why can't you? Right. <laughs> Stop yelling at people. If Ethan can do it, you can do it. Yes. I'm tired, Grandpa. I don't care. Keep digging. But yeah, but thanks, man. Andy, talk to the people. Well, that's not my name. Thank you. Oh, she's gonna cut y'all off about this. Savage, talk to the people. I see DC college shit. That's where I got my 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 degree from. Though, stop playing with me. <laughs> and Everest. <laughs> Help me! Help me, nigga! Help me! Real life shit. I really did. Real life shit. I really did go to Everest, though. I really didn't go to Everest. Oh, I'm joking. Real life shit. I really did go to Everest. I did my. I got my medical medical assistant shit in Everest, so I did do that. Um, anyway, um, yeah, and then they shut down. He said, "You sit on the couch. You ain't doing nothing. You ain't nothing. Call us." I said, "Shit out of me." Well, fuck it. Let me just call. Mine's well. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing shit anyway. He called me out. I, I felt like I had to after that. I mean, every time I seen it, I can't, I can't, can't. Uh, yeah. Um, you guys know you can catch me every Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a hard night life podcast, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, all streaming platforms. Also, ever since today, this morning, you can find me on Opulence Radio because I'm the shit, and 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 nobody knew that I could do what I did. Always believed in you. Niggas <laughs> ain't believing me now. Look at me. Hmm. But now, um, definitely, uh, like Chris said, Ethan, you are freaking phenomenal. It's it was a pleasure hearing your story and even going even further deeper than what I just read off the website and things like that. It it definitely do make me want to rethink some stuff. I am not even going to hold you. I ain't joking about that. I'm really about to be like, damn, let me get a notepad and start writing because you really like you, you open my mind to a lot of things where we complain about a lot of shit and, and bro, like I, I don't think I'm about to complain. Never mind. 
I'm about to go. Around you guys with have a, a good night. I'm about, <laughs> I'm about to go around with a bamboo cane around the house like an old kung fu master. I'm like, no, the Ethan way again, again, do it again. Oh, Jermo, Jermo says she want to brag that she. T- I did. I told her before. I told. Her, I think I told her before. I told anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. DC. All right, uh, I'm a little upset by that, but it's cool. Oh, wait, I'm uh, sorry, I forgot. DC got a necklace on too. He really sexy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> Like everything, headphones was black before, and now they silver. Like I don't know what's going on, but DC is a new man since he got a new fucking position. You know what I'm saying? Like he like shit. Nothing has changed. They gave I'm me always me, wearing this. I just usually they gave me it. the cool position, and now I gotta act sexy. Cool. Like I'm not understanding. He a cool now, so now he's sexy. Like this, I'm not okay with this shit. She said you so, on your New York shit. Now nah, he got to put the brim to the front and bring it a little bit low over the eyes. But I usually, I actually wear usually wear it that way. But uh, because he got them glasses on, so he can't yeah, see. Yeah, I like, can't do, do that. Shit. Um, uh, as Savage was alluding to, <laughs> as she was alluding to, if you uh, didn't hear it in the beginning, um, I am now a COO at Opulence Radio. Um. Smoke a Meaning that, that I you. get to help, huh? Gotta smoke a little weed to that one. Oh, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Don't one for me. Um, Zach's offered, and of course I couldn't say no. Opportunity to you know help out other content creators, bring more people to this dope ass network that we are a part of. It's Obelisk Radio, and just really um, be a change, you know. Doing this for going on three years now. Um, didn't think I would be in this position. Didn't think of hell. I didn't think I'd still have a show at this point. But hell, here we are. <laughs> Eight seasons in, you know. Uh, but it was really a humbling thing to be asked, um, to be thought of, to be wanted, to be loved. Because when I started this show, didn't nobody want to hear it or watch it or even see it. Um, didn't give me a chance as a host. They was like, fuck that nigga. We want the other guy. Nigga, we still say um, fuck that nigga. What are you talking about? I mean, you know, I mean, but it's cooler now because I don't give a fuck. I'm, oh, okay. Uh, I'm still here. Cool. But uh, humbling experience. Um, can't wait to see everything that uh, we implement that's going on. Also, also, by the way, July, July 22nd, if you ain't doing nothing, <laughs> yeah, you know news. what I'm saying? You did. You in <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Come on down to the uh, conference for content creators of color. You know what I'm saying? The Only because my face going to be there. Just, just be honest. I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, anywho, um, I'm yeah. gonna say it every uh, time. Yeah. Whatever helps you <laughs> sell tickets, they gotta be. But tickets is only twenty dollars. Vendors fifty dollars. Um, everything you sell is yours. Um, we don't want no cut of your your thing. We just want you to be able to show up and have an opportunity to uh, experience this. Discussion panel, block party, um, food and drink. You know what I mean? It's going to be a good time had by all. Um, I just really wanted this thing when it came about to be something where, um, like I say, here in Northeast Ohio, there was people doing content that I didn't even know was doing it. My own family members had a podcast and I didn't even know it. So that just goes to show you that we all know somebody who's trying to do something who just might need that extra push or just might need somebody to believe in them. 
So this conference is not only to show you like, hey, there's a bunch of network of people who you can lean on and be able to call on when you need to, but also you can pick their brains and see how they made it to the point where they're at or how we can come together and, and figure out sponsorships or content, this and that. But um, it's a dope opportunity. It's an dope experience, man, and I can't wait. Um, like I said, July 22nd, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, there's a website and my Instagram bio. Um, one other thing, not really off schedule, but I got to because I'm from Akron. I need y'all to fucking do better. Um, because yes. what happened to Jalen Walker was not only a travesty, but it's also bullshit that nobody was charged at all. Held accountable. You know what I mean? 88 shots is something that you don't just not think about. You had time to fucking reload and shoot again. So that's just some bullshit to me. And the fact that you mm -hmm. took time to board up the windows and board up and fortify all the shit even that lets me knew. know more that you already knew what was going on because the mayor fucking the mayor of Akron took time to make sure his house was fucking safe just in case protesters tried to do something. To me that is fucking sick. Mm -hmm. Um, there's no other way to say this shit. I'm pissed off, um, and I'm upset because it's definitely not like what we. It's not the time we used to. Where you? It, it ain't even just the time we used to. It's just the fact that you took time. No matter what this kid did, you took time to shoot and unload a clip, and then fucking load back another clip and shoot more. That's what pisses me off the most. The fact that you consciously thought about doing this. We keep seeing it. We keep seeing it. Because there are white kids who do all kind of bullshit and they get taken alive. Mm -hmm. You can shoot up a church if you're white, but you can't do nothing if you're black. You can shoot so up I a church if you're white and all, eat a burger. With all due disrespect. Fuck and get Burger right King, huh? Um, what you guys did was a fucking travesty. And there's no other way around it. I don't... I will never... Look at this the same. I know, I know cops who's retired from Akron who have expressed disgust. It's bullshit. The, yeah, and they, know, and they know it's bullshit, and they've called it out. They said, "No, this is this is bull. This is not what we." Yeah. So Akron, Ohio, you got to fucking do better. Somebody need to be held accountable because there's too much going on, and then you shut down schools in fear of protests. You should have been shutting down shit in fear of what happened. Like, don't wait till the outcome is coming before you try to make a change. It's too late. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. It's, it's, it's some bullshit. Um, but I want to thank our guests for coming. Um, appreciate you having you. Um, as I always say, talk your shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, be well, be blessed. Stay up. And if you think you can't remember, Ethan did it so you can too. Um, <laughs> that's... So that should be the um, sign off from now on <laughs> next week. Oh shit. Next week we have the uh, NFL mock draft. So make sure you here for that. Um, I don't know what the fuck I signed up for. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, this shit's going to have sprinkles. I didn't um, <laughs> So me and Deacon and uh, my guy Earl are going to be your analysts. I'm kind of hosting it. Savage is already on the clock uh, with the Carolina Panthers. This is going to be. I picked my person already. Don't tell nobody. Keep it secret. Hold that thought. Of course. Uh, of course. So it will be a live mock draft, full first round. Um, be prepared for that. The week after that, we have a doctor coming on. Um, so we're pretty much booked the whole month of May. Uh, guest galore. Oh, May twenty fourth. We having a game night, y'all. Uh, WTS Family Feud: Men versus Women. 
Uh, there will be a Mother's Day episode next month. Uh, shout out to the women. Uh, we so we're not going to celebrate my birthday? What is it? You don't even know my birthday? I feel some type I, of... I meant, now, now I meant, when do you want to celebrate it is what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Nice recovery. It was a fucked up recovery. It didn't work. Yeah. All right. Uh, appreciate everybody who listened to this. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. You know what I mean. Everybody who listened, everybody who watched, we appreciate y'all. Um, love y'all. Remember, like I said, talk your shit. Watch as uh, DC recovers from the swing, and there it is. Yes. Um, <laughs> on the as I posted ninth green. Um, you know what time it is? Close out with the white girls. <laughs> You've been listening to What the Shit, a product of Black Legacy Productions and WMIC Media.